0: Crazy criminals were busy this week in Florida. Here's what's on The Docket with Karen Curtis. This week on The Docket, a Florida man attempted to strangle a woman at a Miami bus stop with a shoelace in a horrific, disturbing random attack near Miami International Airport. He came up behind her in a surprise attack, and video shows her struggling to fight back. I have it up at our website, 850wftl.com, click on Karen's crime blog. Fortunately, a good Samaritan stepped up and thwarted the attack. Here is a martial arts expert in self-defense explaining to Local 10 how the attack was thwarted. You can't grab a shoelace, but she sat back. That caused the guy to go to the side, which now she's able to start using her hands. She was literally using every part of her body to fight for her life. She was using her legs to keep like a distance management, keep him at bay long enough to allow for a civilian to come up and help stop it. And that good Samaritan still has not been identified, but 27-year-old Aaron Quinones, who is homeless, has been charged with felony attempted murder after he allegedly tried to beat and strangle the 26-year-old unidentified woman he's being held on $250,000 bond. A trial date has just been set for a lawsuit in the South Florida condominium collapse that killed 98 people. Miami-Dade County Judge said the trial will take place in March of 2023. That's about six months later than expected because attorneys in the case say experts need more time to evaluate what caused the Champlain Towers South Building to collapse. The lawsuit contends construction on an adjacent building damaged the Champlain Towers, which already was in need of major structural repair. Legal proceedings are set to begin in Florida over the estate of Brian Laundrie, the person of interest in the death of his fiancée, Gabby Petito. An attorney representing Laundrie's parents was in a Sarasota County court this week. The parents are asking for personal items found near their son's remains in a Florida nature reserve. They also want to be named beneficiaries of Brian's bank account, which reportedly had about $20,000 in it. Laundry was the lone person of interest in the disappearance and death of his fiancée, Gabby Petito, after the couple went missing on a cross-country road trip. Speaking of missing... A 31-year-old Osceola woman remains missing, Paola Miranda Rosa, went missing two weeks ago in Orlando. She still has not been found. But new video and photos taken by hikers show Miranda Rosa wading in the Wakiva River on December 18th. Family members have positively identified her as being the person in the video. We immediately felt like there was something wrong. That's her sister, Andrea Miranda, who says Paola suffers from schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, but she just wants her sister home. You are tunnel vision on the mission of finding her. Don't be afraid to share it, even if it's wrong, like if it's somebody else. We want her home. And Paola, we love you. Why are you home? In addition, Rosa's family is raising money to pay for a private investigator after a law enforcement search was unsuccessful. Meanwhile, Rosa's car was found at the state park, but she is still missing. A state lawmaker wants to put cameras in classrooms. Naples State Representative Bob Rommel filed Bill HB 1055 last week that would allow public schools to install cameras in classrooms and to have teachers wear microphones. Rommel says the cameras and microphones would not be mandated and local school boards would have to approve their use. Ramos says the cameras will protect teachers and children in the event of a classroom incident. Also, a change is coming to make one of Florida's largest school districts safer. At a workshop this week, Broward County School Board members expressed support for having handheld metal detectors at all district schools. The checks would be done randomly. A formal vote will come next week. Here's the Broward County Schools interim superintendent, Vicki Cartwright. This is something that, under my administration, I'm bringing forward just as an additional layer. To an already comprehensive security approach. Lori Alledef, a school board member and a parent of one of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas school shooting massacre victims, says it's a good first step. The fact that we're doing metal detection, hand-worn metal detection now in 2022, that's great. Personally, I feel that we should have implemented it after the tragedy. But we're here now. And Debbie Hickson, who's also a school board member and whose husband was killed on that fateful Valentine's Day, agrees. It's a deterrent, so someone's going to know that there is a chance that they're going to get caught. You might recall the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School massacre happened in Parkland in Broward County. That wraps up the docket for this week. Case closed. <laughs>